Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with my partner, the ex-Eagles beat writer for the Trenton Times and NJ.com, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars tight end, Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, this podcast is brought to us by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. Hey, the new issue is available on our website, jerseymanmagazine.com, but the April issue is in the works, and we've already got commitments to do a story on Doc Rivers, Philly's preview on, and featuring Mickey Morandini, and uh, Mark is going to write something on the NFL draft. So make sure you check out jerseymanmagazine.com for more information. Okay, Mark, for the offseason, it's been a, a busy Eagles week. There's a lot of news to discuss. Before we get into the new coaching hire, Nick Sirianni, let's talk about some housekeeping items that the Eagles have, uh, have presented us this week. First of all, somebody that the media thought would be a big help in the draft. John Dorsey, who of course was the ex general manager of the Cleveland Browns has left the organization. Um, What do you think about that movie? He obviously, I believe he took a job with the chargers with more responsibility. Technically, he was was a that I'll have to uh, research while we're talking, but um, I do believe that uh, Dorsey was a consultant with the Eagles. Nothing more than that. Yeah, no, and and people who thought he was going to stay there were just, you know, I actually know John a little bit because uh, he was he was a longtime Packer uh, employee under uh, Ron Wolf and then Ted Thompson for a little bit, and then he got um, Andy knew him very well from Green Bay. Andy Andy always wanted to bring him to Philadelphia when when he hired Tom Heckard and uh, Jason Light and a couple other guys. Dorsey was always first on his list, but Dorsey didn't didn't want to leave Green Bay. He had, he had a family there and his kids were, um, were young then growing up playing sports. He didn't want to, he didn't want to re, re, reroute his whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I know Dorsey pretty well. Uh, not, not very, I mean, I know him well enough. Um, the job he took was just like Cleveland was still paying him. So he didn't really need a job. Yeah. So well, I yeah, a lot of guys, these guys just want to stay involved. The kids exactly. Exactly. So and, like, it, and it was the Lions, by the way. You're correct. Yeah, it was I was pretty Detroit. sure that, that he went to the Lions. Um, yeah. So that was, there was never a chance of him, unless they fired Howie. Like if if they did what they should have done and fired Howie, <laughs> yeah. and then hired Dwight, that could have been. I could see that happening. Yeah. But he wasn't going to just stick around and be Howie's helper i mean right. Right. yeah so I, you know it was an only matter of day I, I'm, I'm not i'm not the least bit surprised that dorsey went somewhere else okay now let's talk about longtime eagles running back and running backs coach assistant head coach deuce staley interviews for the job doesn't get it i think uh, the local uh, media and the, the players on the team actually would have preferred uh, deuce staley's hire um and dave Phipp, the special teams coach has joined staley in detroit what do you think about those two moves well, let me say this. I've covered, I don't know, I don't know how many coaching changes um, in my career, but five or six at least, just with the Eagles, and then I've seen a bunch of them around the league and stuff. But I've never seen anything like the groundswell of support for a candidate the way it was for Deuce Daly. I mean, it was, a, it was a campaign. It was an open campaign, higher Deuce. I mean, I've never... Never ever seen anything like I, I have you. I mean, I've never, no, I, it was the one guy because yeah, you could hire this guy, but I mean, it was like every former player, current players, players on other teams, like Malcolm Jenkins, uh, coming out saying, Oh, deuce, 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 deuce. And then, and then to meet the writers got behind it a little bit too, writing stories saying, You know, there's no need to go outside, just hire deuce. 
I'm sitting down. I'm, 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 I'm not there anymore, but I'm seeing this meetings and I'm flabbergasted saying, wow. I mean, I like this. I like them. I covered his whole, whole career with the Eagles. We always got along very well. Uh, covered him when he came back as a coach. I would have loved to have seen him get it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's going to – no one knows how anyone's going to be as a head coach until they're a head coach. But I was just really taken aback by the support. And then they don't hire him. So apparently – Well, as, coach, as you know, as you know, the Eagles don't do the public relations game very well. They don't care. No, They're going to do what they want to do. But So you're a guy who's, who knows dudes. You've had personal conversations yes. with dudes. Oh, Is there anything? that you think personality-wise or character-wise that w- would prevent him from being a serious candidate for Lurie and Roseman? Um, again, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who – yeah, I think he was a – I think he was a, somewhat of a serious – I don't think he was a fringe guy. I think he was in their final three or four. Well, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm told by a lot of people um, about different candidates, for not just in Philly, but any job. The biggest to me, and, and, and I brought this. I was talking to a guy yesterday about all the coaching hires, a guy in the league who's, who's pretty plugged in. And I said to him, you know, the most important thing to me when you hire a coach is your coordinators. Because if you hire two good coordinators, you can sit back and just oversee things and be that CEO type guy. Um, you know, Andy did it his first year. So he had Rod Dalhauer and Tim Johnson, two guys that have been around, I thought, two excellent guys. And it worked pretty well for him. Um, Ray Rhodes, when he was hired, hired John Gruden to run the offense. They they had two very good years, two playoff years. Gruden leaves to become the Raiders head coach. They bring in Dana Bible, who was a complete disaster, and the team fell apart. I mean, so coordinators are important. So he followed that up. The guy I was talking to followed up with, that's the biggest question. When you're interviewing for a job, the biggest thing they ask you is, you know, who, what's, what's your staff going to look like? Who's going to be your coordinator? Yeah. Maybe and they, they, I don't, the Eagles want to control that. Well, well, but the Eagles this, manager wanted, they want to control the staff. I mean, that's part of the reason why Doug is in Doug, there. He didn't let this guy pick his own people. Well, listen, um, let, let, let's jump in because we don't have that much time. Just, just for, for a second. Go ahead. He's not real like, – he's only worked in Philly. You know, he's only play, he played a little right. bit in Pittsburgh, but he's only – I don't know if he's plugged in – I don't know who he would have been. I don't know who his coordinators would have been if he did get the job. And maybe that was part of the problem that he didn't. You know, he was going to say, "Yeah, I'm going to keep this guy and this guy." And then he goes, "That yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the right answer." Well, that's a good point. Before we jump into Sirianni, Doug Peterson, you're surprised the guy who won a Super Bowl three years ago, really not even a, a mentioned as a candidate for any of the jobs. And the Houston job's the only one left. Yeah, and that's the one I thought. I had a little bit of insight there. I think Doug. I kind of think he wants a year. I really do. I don't. Well, he's getting paid. Happen number one. He's he's got a year left, so he's going to be a year or two. Doug, yeah, two years yeah. left, maybe. At least um, one. Yeah. Um, I kind of think, and Houston's a mess too. So I mean, God bless him that he didn't go to Houston. I thought he might go there, but that'd be going from one mess to another mess. Maybe he figured, you know what? I don't need that. Mess. I you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there, there's only 32 of those messes. Right, you're right. You're right. Um, but I think a year off for Doug wouldn't be the worst thing. You don't want to take too many years off because then you bend people for then you fade away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got to you got to keep your name out there. You could take a year. Mike McCarthy took a Green Bay fired McCarthy. He took a year and then got the Dallas job. Mm-hmm. So you can take a year off. 
don't want to take too many years off, though. Or like I said, you, you, nobody knows who, who you are anymore. Okay, so let's jump into Nick Sirianni. Now, I talked to someone uh, via Twitter who's actually a, a family friend. This person actually coached with Sirianni's dad at uh, Southwestern High School in, uh, in Jamestown, New York. Here's what he said to me. First of all, it's, he comes from a great family. He knows football. His father was a coach. He's the hardest worker you'll ever see. He's smart. He's young. He's resilient. He relates to the players. So not knowing anything about Sirianni, uh, that comforted me. Now, at Sirianni's tree, he came from a very humble beginning. He went to Mountain Union University where he was a defensive back, became a quality control uh, coach there, and then went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. His big break was that he interviewed with Todd Haley of the Chiefs and became an offensive quality control coach. Now, you know that's verbiage for intern, basically, right? I mean, these guys you are getting coffee. Film, and, you do a lot yeah, of little big trends and, on it. Right. Stuff, yeah. so then, and then he jumps to uh, <clears throat> a similar position with uh, – with San Diego and uh, became the wide receivers coach. That's where he meets Frank Reich. And of course, you know, the lineage uh, says that he went to the Colts with Reich as his offensive coordinator. And now he's the Eagles head coach. It's really interesting when you study these trees of coaches, how no matter where they came from, if they can get their foot in the door, they start to know people and that will lead to bigger and better jobs along the way. And that looks like that's exactly what happened with Sirianni here. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's kind of – I mean, and that's the problem. I mean, not a, I shouldn't say it's a problem, but, that, but it's the way the NFL works now. It's not who you are. It's who you work for. Like, uh, it was a joke last year when people were getting hired that if, if you ever had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, you're going to get a job. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, not, and nothing against Frank Reich, who's done an okay job with the Colts, but people are saying, no, he's Frank Reich. Frank, Frank, is Frank Reich, what's he, I mean, he went to the Colts. He made the playoffs. He's never won the division. He's been a wild card twice. Got, get, usually gets knocked out in the first round. I don't know. Frank Reich's cool. he was a good offensive coordinator for the Eagles. I don't look at Frank Reich as a head coach and say, oh, there's, that's Vince Lombardi. Yeah, I, I mean, I do believe he's okay. that uh, – but that, that yeah, Frank Reich is considered uh, an upper level head coach in NFL mm-hmm. circles. But I mean, it, that's my perception of what I think. He kind of choked against the Bills, didn't he? Well, <laughs> the, listen, the Colts outplayed the Bills that day. Kicked the field goal, tied the game. I, hey, let, those, hey, <laughs> don't give me started on field goals because you and I will go back to Green Bay the other day. But that was a bad decision <laughs> too. But I mean, but but, but talking about. Talk to me about now. The, the only choice to me that the Eagles management will allow uh, to have happen is uh, to hire an up and comer because they're burned by the Chip Kelly deal. They're not going to give control to anybody established. Don't ever think uh, that Lurie and Roseman are going to hire a John Gruden type who's going to co- come in and take over the franchise. That's just not going to happen. So when the Eagles make a coaching move, primarily these are the types of guys you're going to see come in, right? Yeah, that was it. That didn't surprise. Me. I, that's why I think Daniels and all the all the um, talk of Josh McDaniels coming in. I thought that would that wasn't going to be a happy marriage. Um, they're, they're never going to give Josh McDaniel the control that he wants. Right, that, that he shot. wants, and he and he's going to want control. Well, he's learned from Belichick. Yeah, of course. You know, so, uh, so, yeah, I didn't well, think that was going to be. 
That's what about, I kind what of about the enemy? Was, to me, to me, the enemy. There's got to be these skeletons in the closet. Legally, he had some trouble when he was in college and yeah, early on in his, his career. I, I agree. I mean, give the guy a chance. Well, that's what I was certainly told. what better resume can you have besides Eric Bieniemy to be a head coach? I don't get it. Well, again, that's actually that's what, when I was talking to my friend yesterday, who I said knows the league pretty well. That's what we, we weren't talking about Deuce. We were talking about Eric Bieniemy. He thinks he thinks the coordinator like from, he's only worked in Kansas City basically, so he's not real plugged in as well. He's and this guy's very close to Bieniemy. Very close. Knows him very well. And loves him. He thinks he, does, he thinks he should be a head coach, but he said he thinks the best thing for Eric is to go somewhere, is to maybe leave Kansas City and go to, like, go to a team with a defensive-minded head coach where he could call the plays and run the offense and also get more learn meeting people, so to speak. And um, and because he thinks he thinks he thinks that that question of who's your coordinator is going to be kind of holds him back a little bit. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, in listening to the enemies, too, I don't know. I don't know if that's a factor or not. The, his past, yeah, it's a long time ago. When you listen to the enemies press conferences, he's very impressive. I mean, he says all the right things. He's a good communicator. He seems to be a no nonsense type of guy. I don't know him at all, other than I remember him watching him play in college, and I know, you know, he's part of a very successful program there in Kansas City. But uh, he seems to be a, a kind of a guy that you want to root for. Let's jump to the offensive coordinator We're quickly. Uh, Shane Steichen is now the offensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon is the defensive coordinator. Do you know anything about these two guys, or can you shed any light on uh, not really. They're, they're really going with an unknown staff, and that could be good. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's good or bad. I think when they hired a young head coach, like they did when they hired Andy, he was a young, unproven at the time head, head coach. Like I said, he, he brought in a, a Rod Dowhauer who had been a head coach, who had been a, you know an older guy, been around. Jim, Jim Johnson, also a little older, had been around a long time. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting the defense, especially the defense coordinator, to be a, a guy who had been around a weight, maybe not Wade Phillips, maybe not that old, but somewhat of, of, of that ilk, a name that you knew a guy that's been around. They're going very young everywhere, which maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, and the surprising thing is that the Eagles let him do it, right? Because one of the things about Doug yeah, in this situation, Doug, he, he wanted to he wanted to name his own offensive coordinator, and apparently Jeffrey Lurie and, and Howie didn't want that. So I still think it was Wentz. I think it all comes down to Wentz. Well, we still have yet to hear from Carson Wentz. You would think he would do a press conference sometime in the near future. But hey, listen, like you said, uh, so he's not real good at PR. Right. As far as the bird brains are concerned, Mark and I will jump in and out as Eagles news uh, dictate. Appreciate our, our uh, listenership is growing. We appreciate that and look forward to spending some more time with you. For Mark Eckel, this is Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening to the bird brains, everybody. Have a good day. Bye bye.